Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Salam sejahtera Selamat datang ke Buah Mulut Podcast uh, Comedy Podcast about death Di mana kita berbincang tentang uh, hal-hal duniawi Dan uh, hal-hal akhirat wi hmm. Akhirat wi Akhirat wi hmm, Akhirat uh, kita uh, <laughs> Akhirat us um, uh, Episod kali ini Terima uh, Takahara Suiko tak dapat nak join kita because she's in Europe and all that uh, Jealous much, hashtag Hashtag uh, jealous Hashtag husband jealous <laughs> uh, But we have a guest here who is a fine human being uh, uh, All around good guy He is the uh, managing editor for Daily Seni He, he is has been uh, the Uh, object of my desire <laughs> and uh, my secret admirations, and now it's the public admiration because right. I declared it on this podcast. Do you think that the opposite of admire is subtract admire? Mm, probably minus admire. Minus admire. Well, yeah. Um, This is funny that you mentioned object of desire because I'm filling in Takahara's place, uh, who's also your object of. Yeah, yeah. Who's well, not an object, but like yeah. This is that basically. Buah mulut podcast is just uh, me talking to objects of my desire. <laughs> right. Yes, right. because uh, to show that uh, I objectify people like that mm. on mic. Um, and I'll introduce you in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, he uh, is also a singer songwriter, writer, um, uh, nice dude, Zim Ahmadi. Hi everyone. We'll just, we'll just pause for the claps now. Okay. Applause. Thank you, Lady Gaga, <laughs> for that applause. There's one lady at the back of the crowd yeah. who's like really excited. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, calm down. Yeah. Please, or else we'll have to put some security on you <laughs> uh, for your own safety and for the rest of us as well, mm-hmm. which is like two other people only, mm. uh, who are Takahara Suiko and. Myself, who will be listening to it? <laughs> <laughs> What a large crowd! What, <laughs> What a large crowd! crowd. Uh, so, uh, uh, capacity, mm. full house. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, we are recording the the office of Daily Seni right now, where you work. You are the managing editor, uh, which uh, which means that you're probably the boss. Mm. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Daily Seni and what it is? Okay, wait, first I want to clarify, uh, I'm the boss of the Daily Cine, mm-hmm. but the Daily Cine itself is a subsidiary of a company called Pixel Play Productions, mm-hmm. whose CEO is Bron Polari. Uh-huh. So it started out as Bron Polari's pet project. Uh, mm-hmm. It's an online uh, portal for arts and culture in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Um, slowly we're expanding to Southeast Asia, and it started off in 2013 Because Bron Polari was frustrated at the state of film journalism in oh, Malaysia at the time. Yeah, because what when you whenever you I mean he says that whenever you Google an artist, mm-hmm. the first few articles or actor uh, would be gossip, gossip stuff. articles. Yeah, okay. So then he started out thinking maybe we should do we should be the Hollywood reporter mm. of Malaysia where we focus on films. I see. Yeah, I so like those Hollywood Reporter roundtable thingies. Yes. Those are wonderful. Yeah, that's something I, I've always wanted to emulate, actually. Yeah. But I haven't gotten the time to do so. And also, the resources. It takes like five cameras at least. Yes. So many mics, so many lights. 
Right. And, you know, everybody to clear their schedules at the same time. That is so true. <laughs> and everybody to be, I mean, not to underestimate the proficiency of filmmakers, but mm-hmm. everybody to be good conversationalists. Ah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's very hard to pull off sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's basically um, the dream. Uh, so, The Daily Sunny has been around since 2013. However, we have been through many editors mm-hmm. because what happens in any industry is that people realize there are better job opportunities <laughs> <laughs> and then they leave. So, uh, The Daily Sunny has taken many forms. We've been film-centric, theater-centric, uh, and since I came in, we've been more music centric. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, we always, even when we are something centric, we still try to cover everything mm-hmm. because it's about the arts after all. Just True. everything. Mm. Yeah. Um, what What do you think your role as the managing, managing editor. editor is? Right. So when I first started in the Disney, I was the head writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I'm the so managing you wrote editor. heads, Lela. Uh, so I only write about heads. Oh. So <laughs> must have been interesting. Yeah, if it involves people's feet, I don't touch. Yeah, that's the feet department. Yes. Feet writer. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but um, so what happened was that uh, eventually I realized that I had to juggle a lot of things, mm-hmm. and Bron decided that I was supposed to handle everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means administrative things, PR things, human resource. As head writer. As head writer. Oh. Then eventually I got promoted to be the managing editor because I run the daily uh, ins and out in in and outs anyway. Mm. Yeah, so that's what. But I still write a lot. My my primary job is still writing, copywriting, mm-hmm. but I have to do administrative stuff as well. Okay. Yeah, which is sounds a bit dull, but yeah, I mean, um, I still go down to events a lot, galleries, films, True. press True. conferences. The last uh, event that we saw each other was the Bo Cameronian Awards. That was yes. Were you covering that one? Yes, I was. I was covering that one. Okay, was it yeah. fun? It was. Uh, yeah. In fact, it's one of the more festive, uh, Bo Cameronian Arts Awards for the past fifteen years. Okay. Um, but it was. I mean, there was a lot of controversy about the arts awards last year. Oh, why? What happened was that uh, this is the first time. I, uh, last, uh, th- you know, two days ago was my first time going. Because, right. Uh, no. Uh, so um, I don't know. It's okay. So I'll enlighten you with yeah. my mini- limited knowledge as well. All right. Um, so last year they have a new category. What happened is that uh, they removed the best off for specific categories, like best off theater, best off musical, no. best off dance, and whatever, and they just put everything into one, mm. so that there is an. Uh, only one best off which mm. is which pits musicals against theater dance against theater so everybody has to it's a free for all uh. so there was a lot of controversy about that because people were having you know debates and discussions on social media that was what happened last year yeah okay. but this so last year um, yeah but, but eventually I mean that sort of like got swept under the rug and people accepted it which is not a bad thing because Bo is a platform for corporate sponsorships anyway. So maybe it's to streamline how people perceive uh, the arts. I see. Which is not a bad thing. I mean, but yeah. So, but this year it was significantly more festive. Ho- although there were some criticisms I thought was very valid about the award show, which is that it felt as if there were only 10 theaters in Malaysia. That yeah, year. yeah. I heard that one too. Yeah. Because the, the same names keep Appearing. kept coming up. Uh, yeah, that's true. You know. But there are many ways to celebrate the vibrancy of a theater scene. Mm-hmm. Like in the Tonys, you have in the beginning, uh, the beginning of the show, they would have all these, um, you know, dance performances, showcasing all the plays that have been... Mm. In, in, in Broadway, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. So, 
maybe they were trying to do that, but it wasn't seen as uh, effective by the critics. I see. Yeah. Um, did the, did the same thing happen about the best of 2017 thing? It, there were eight best of 2017 and three winners. Is right. was that like a campuran of all stage performances or what was it? I don't. I didn't get it. Basically, right. It was, champ- so oh. it was a champuran. But last year there were three winners this year or or 2017. Yeah, three winners. Yeah. Huh. That's how they compensate for it because they know that it's impossible to choose one. Yeah. When you're Champoring everything. Yeah, yeah. But uh, last, so last year it was three also. No, yeah. last year it was two, if I'm not mistaken, or one. I have to check again. Uh, fact check. Then you right. add like a we'll wait. Clip. Yeah, we'll wait. Oh, we can fact check now. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I was, I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, no, but but what is true last year was that it was more. It felt more diverse. I see. More kinds of plays or theater, performing arts pieces were in there. Mm, yeah, but you know it's subjective. It's not a bad thing or a good thing. Maybe it is true that these are the highlights of the performing arts scene yeah. last year to the judges. Yeah, most of which I personally missed. Right. Yeah, and and, and was entirely ignorant about even macam mm-hmm. even even production names were also macam oh that exists oh that exists oh that exists yeah. macam I only knew like m- maybe recognized one right uh, one play. Uh, out of all of it So you know It just goes to show that Oh man I have so much to learn still You yeah. know As a theatre person Or a person who wants to be More and more involved in theatre I just knew Kandang And uh, it was It was nice to know That it won most of the things Yeah That it was involved So you're like in. Your taste is validated Like <laughs> I, I like the right things <laughs> I watched The only thing that mattered <laughs> uh, The the other thing That, that received a lot of awards Was uh, the Charlie Brown Brown thing. You're I, a good I, man, Charlie Brown. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know about that at all. Right. Did you watch it? Uh, I did, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was nice. It was nice. It yeah. was the only, I feel, okay, what's the proper word for this? Wholesome <laughs> nominee. <laughs> wholesome. Year, you know what I mean? Like, felt happy throughout. Uh, like, this is PG, this is for everyone. I Maybe see. fame comes close. Where Where was it staged? Uh, it was staged um, for the life of me. I think it was uh, in Istana Budaya. Oh, sorry. In uh, I think it was Deepak. Oh, I'm I have to check again. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it was a really celebrated musical, mm-hmm. and it's one of the. I agree, it's one of the best pieces. Nice. Last year. Yeah, but that's the purpose of both Cameroonian Arts Awards, right? Mm. Like, despite the criticism it gets for being too corporate or arbitrary, like people like you who come to the awards show would find out about more productions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I didn't know this production house existed. Absolutely. Yeah. The only reason I was invited was a director of mine was invited, a director of a play that I was involved in. He was invited and he needed a plus one mm. and he asked me. And I thought, yes, because, you know, my wife isn't home and all that. <laughs> what else am I going to, to do? find new friends. Yeah, <laughs> what else am I going to do with my nights? Uh, let's go check to my check two. Mm. Check one, two, check, check. Um, Check rock rock. Sadu to do a tiga go. When did you start having an interest in the arts in general and then locally arts specifically? I hope that didn't sound like I was reading off of something because I wasn't. Mm, you were definitely <laughs> weren't. It's just sometimes <laughs> we turn into robots. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because because, because, because social media. Yes, and, exactly. And, and because you know that's what the future that liberals want. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> liberals uh, and capitalists yeah, at the same time. Absolutely. Any, yeah. uh, um, when when do you think that you notice that? Oh, arts. 
wonderful. I so uh, okay, that's a hard question to answer mm. because what do you mean by liking the aunt? So because I've always liked things that are pretty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right? like that's true. People. That's true. I guess I guess uh, um, the way I pictured the question when I wrote it was hey, when I wrote it <laughs> uh, was um, like I noticed that. Oh, this is the thing I want to do instead of a, this is the thing I want to just consume. Right. Uh, mm. That that started for me when I did theatre lah in 2009. I was involved in my first play, the Kat Institute Pendidikan Guru Campus Pulau Pinang. Mm. Um, I think I've always wanted to, macam act and you know emulate these heroes of mine on TV and on cinema and all that stuff. Right. But I never thought I could do it until. One day, dekat Matap, you know, there was an audition going on. I'm like, audition? This sounds, this sounds like a thing uh, that might be interesting. And I went for the audition. I went through the whole process, and I staged it, and I mm. fell in love with it. And I thought, macam, I want to do more and more of this, which mm. is why the next time I did it was seven years later. Right. <laughs> that shows how how much <laughs> how you really wanted to do it. How dedicated I was <laughs> to the cause. <laughs> no, I mean. That's a given, like, cause I I don't know whether this counts, but mm. like, um, when I was in primary school, uh-huh. like I was in a lot of uh, choir recitals. Oh, oh wonderful! I drama. wish I was. I was always jealous of people and like then, that. And then I just became a consumer for a long time yeah, yeah. until university. But just to answer your question, so I grew up a, di- a dinosaur kid. Like I really liked science and encyclopedias. Oh, uh, but when I was eleven, my uh, my uncle introduced me to his. Right, records like Bob Marley, Pink Floyd, uh, and all these people. And then my dad has all these cassettes mm-hmm. that he was about to sell or throw away mm-hmm. because he couldn't store it, and he wanted to make money. Uh, so I was already like raised as a consumer. Was this in Terengganu? Uh, no, this was in KL already. KL already. Uh, and what what happened was that. I consumed a lot of this. I was already exposed to it, but I also at the same time discovered his dot TV, and there were a lot of like uh, DJs like or MTV, mm. uh, his dot TV and MTV like DJs like Art and Denise. Yeah, most wanted, Art Denise uh, that I sort of looked up towards Dumb. and enjoyed uh, watching. But then I think the spark to actually participate in the art in mm. some form started when I was thirteen. Uh, uh-huh. That's when I first start started to read. Like music magazines, mm. like junk. How, how how did you get your hands on it? Macam your first one. My first one. Macam when you knew that okay, this is the thing I'm going to buy consistently now. Ah, uh, uh, I see. When was that? Uh, it was when I stumbled upon it in my cousin's bedroom. Oh, and he was snooping around. Mm, yeah, nice. yeah. I was that's that's, that's what cousins are for. Right <laughs> to steal their stuff, yeah, exactly. and be inspired from. Uh-huh. Um, but this is the cousin where you know how like everybody has this cousin. I don't know about you lah, but this cousin where, uh, who is the cool cousin who hoards stuff? because uh, you're a kid and that is a teenage. Yeah, cousin. Yeah, I never yeah. had that. I don't think. You know, it's okay. Yeah, but I had that. So yeah. he introduced me to junk. He introduced me to XFM. Oh, uh, yeah, X Fresh. Um, this was year. This was thirteen when I was thirteen. So 2000 that was two thousand and six. Six. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was that was also around the same time the internet became more common in my life. Mm. So then I just went to the Rolling Stones, NME, nice. MTV.com, and I started reading more and more of that. And then I realized, wait a minute, I I can make money 
by writing about stuff I love. This was at 13? Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I realized it at 24, you know. Right, right. I'm always amazed that people are like, you figured this out? Yeah. So early? That's wonderful. But I didn't figure it out. Remember, I took a break the same way you did. Ah, I in see. 2009. So I, I decided, oh, music journalism. And yeah, then yeah. I, 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 you know, passed that idea to my dad. And my dad's like, what? No, be an accountant. <laughs> uh, so I just forgot about that dream and started focusing on more humanities stuff. Oh, humanities stuff. Which Not is the middle ground between, because I can't do accountancy oh. or science. So I had to do something like law or history. So I became that geek instead, uh, as opposed to an art geek or I see. a science geek. Humanities geek. Yeah. Such as? Like the arts. So that, you know, oh, I said... Like sociology and stuff? Yes, like sociology, oh. like uh, art history, uh. like anthropology. Because um, do you wiki hop? You know, like, yeah. my, my house when your internet wasn't that strong. Oh, faham, faham. And I was, if I got internet, I was only Neopets <laughs> and Friendster. Uh-huh. That's all I wanted to do. Right, right. And then MySpace and then finding templates and then rearranging my top friend. Right. And all that, you know, uploading pictures because I like pictures. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, macam, you know, educating myself was mm. very low on my list. Right, right. Of priorities. Wait, when did that start? When did you become the I have to be informed Anwar? Do you remember? It would have to be. It would have to be twenty two or twenty twenty one or twenty two, and it was uh, two thousand and eleven, two thousand and twelve, when I started noticing um, um, a bigger world in in YouTube and in Malaysian stuff as well. Macam I saw Mat Luffy and how smart he was, and I saw all these other people and how smart they were. Macam oh. You can be smart. I can be smart too. Mm. And I, uh, but what do I have to do? Read. Oh man. Okay lah. Baca lah. Buat lah macam mana pun. So they, they were your inspiration to read. To find out about K- the bigger world. Kind of. Right. Um, it was also macam. It was a lot of things. It, I think if, if it had to be anything. It started out with me wanting to be more religious. Mm. Because I've always been macam uh, Islam yang di passed down person, and my parents did very well in making sure that I learned how to baca Quran, went to mengaji every day, sampai I was sixteen. Yeah, I was basically the oldest person there by a long shot. Right, right, right. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, still, you took up the courage, and uh, that's, that's great. Uh, yeah, because my parents told me to. Oh, <laughs> the courage <laughs> to listen nah. to your parents. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I was so brave. <laughs> To not want to be scolded by my parents, um, and uh, but it, it's it's always it was always a, a routine thing, a thing my parents told me to do and stuff like that. But when when I turned uh, nineteen, um, I started getting more and more interested in what my religion meant and what it meant to me. Um, a friend of mine gave me Tafsir Al Quran, uh, and I started reading that and, you know, finding out like, oh, whoa, so many more things right. that I didn't know yeah. that sometimes went against what I had b- believed, believed for in before, a long yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I started reading more and more books and getting to know certain people and, you know, Dr. Maza mm-hmm. being one of them and, you know, Yusuf, uh, 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 Hamza, Hamza Yusuf. 
Noman Ali Khan, all these other people yeah. that I I just listened to and um, f- found out that Islam was such a big thing, yeah. you know, a wide thing, and it's not just a, a, a monolith. Is that the yeah? Word? It's not a monolith. Yeah. It's not a single road. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a straight path. Yeah, it's Islam, but yeah, you know, yeah. it's not a small path. Yeah, it's not a small path. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I I totally relate to you because um, the reason why I started becoming that geek. I hate that term, but like <laughs> becoming, have this urge to feel more informed even at a young age is because I was dissatisfied with my parents' answers to everything I that see, I ask. I see. So, and coincidentally, they also bought me books, a lot of them, regardless of what they were in it, because mm. my mom just objectively believes whatever you read, reading is good for you. I see. Right? So, uh, eventually, it became about figuring out how do people understand the world and why certain things are the way they are. Mm. So, some of that is religion. Others is science. Mm. The other is the arts, yeah, like yeah. songs, Absolutely. movies, and music. Uh, but then it just became a hobby for a long time until I was in university, and I met all these people that shared my interests. Ah, uh, where did you go? Uh, UIA. I went UIA. to International Islamic University. Um, and and you studying the humanities still? I studied law. Law. Okay. Yeah. Law. So, so law. Law. Study. Go law. Yeah. But I wasn't civil long. Oh, anyway, right? Okay. okay. Uh, no, it was a mixture of both. Since UAE, right? Because there's also like the Sharia foundation. Sharia law. Take. Okay. Uh, and it was through debating, but not just debating, but also master. De- Sorry. You're mastering the debating. Mastering the debating, yes, having to be yeah. informed. But like that's something that I was already doing, which is like keeping myself up to date with the current news mm. and reading about general knowledge and mm. stuff like that. But it was meeting with people who are in the arts. Because mm. I met with theater people, like uh, some of my friends, like Arif Hamizan. Through debating? Or yeah, through, through debating. Through oh, debating. Because okay, he joined debating because he thought it was an outlet, but then decided, you know what, I'm going to focus on theater. theater. I'm going to open a production house I in see. International Islamic University. Ah. And since we shared interests, mm. we could talk to each other. Like I talked to you. So mm. he was like, yeah, so just join. So I joined. Yeah. And became a part of the theater production. Cool. But was never. What was it called? On stage. Uh, it was called The Classroom Project. Oh yeah, uh, we were. How come you were never on stage then? Because I was just the PR guy. I was just the guy. Oh, because I don't know. I, like even ever since I was a kid, I didn't think of myself as a performer, because I felt that I was never adequate enough to perform. But I would love to talk about the things I love. Yeah, and share it with people. I see. So that's that where makes sense. It all PR. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. Um, yeah, we were really proud. My friends did a really great job with the production house. Because we felt ourselves as defying what was normally perceived as university theater. Mm. Yeah, which is a very vague term. But basically, it's like um, (laughs) people like to think that theater is just TV on stage. Yeah. So they just restage whatever they would see on TV. Yeah, yeah. Because because that's all they have to pull from. Yeah, exactly. But because my friend is also this Anglophile geek, right? who was raised up in the UK, Arif, you know, stage Harold Pinter plays, like Betrayal, and, uh, not Betrayal, like Dumbwaiter, and did the... That's not nice. Afian Sa'at, the Singaporean... Do you know Afian Sa'at? Nope. He's this uh, daredevil, ballsy, young playwright in Singapore who's Malay, but writes about things like LGBT rights. Oh, and cool. questions faith and everything. Cool. So he wrote a spin-off of uh, Piramli's Madhu Tiga oh. called Madhu Dua 
which is that movie based upon the perspective of the women. Ah. Yeah, and we staged that and it got a lot of good responses mm. especially from the Daily Sunny and that's ah. when I first found out about the Daily Sunny I and see. I met the previous editor Derek yeah. ah. so I hope I didn't go on too long that's no 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 it's okay it's yeah. there's no such thing as too long let's watch sheet now no? no would because you tried to master debating would you call yourself a master debater mm. Or, or a cunning linguist, depending Can, on oh, situation. Cunning linguist. Yeah. This Colonel, uh, Colonel <laughs> Ingus. Yeah, it's a it's a whole thing, you know, because you also have a whip huh? in debating. Oh so yeah, yeah, If you yeah. enjoy pain, absolutely, right? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you rebut. Yes, yes. If, if exactly. you enjoy that kind of thing, mm. um, uh, I also enjoy your writing a lot. Uh, do you do you? You did mention that you noticed that you can start making money off of writing at 13. Mm. When did you start pursuing it for real? Um, for real, for real? Like, as in... Yeah, because because you always thought, like, you masuk law and, right. and, and maybe you had ambitions to be a lawyer for a little bit. Yeah. But then you departed from that and you went for writing instead. Right. Was there like, a point in your life when you said, like, no, I'm going to write? It was 2016. It was just two years ago when mm. I decided I want I would take back that dream I had when I was 13 and try to pursue it professionally. Mm. All right, but I've always been writing even before that. Yeah, and yeah. even when I would I wasn't writing reviews or poems or whatever, uh, I was copywriting for my lecturer and aided her in translating. Lecturers need copywriting, is it? Yeah. How la? No, sorry, not copywriting. My lecturer never Translations, asked me to... Translations, Oh, okay. Suddenly, I imagine my lecturer had an advertising <laughs> agency. Guys, <laughs> 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 They need to advertise that there's an exam going <laughs> on next week. <laughs> my bad, my bad. No, I meant like translation work. I see. Uh, but also, because I was teaching debating as well, um, you have to do all these fact sheets, mm. summaries on the Syrian crisis, the refugee crisis. Um, that was also how I sharpen my writing skills and I, I got paid for that because I was teaching ah. uh, but I decided to write for the arts mm. 2016 I see yeah. by applying for the Daily Sunny yeah. nice well, how was the interview like did you got, uh, get interviewed by Derek or no I got interviewed by uh, Isa who was the managing editor at the time Isa Diana okay uh, so Isa is ba- so basically it was very amicable um, ah guess we caught on really well and then true enough like until now Isa is a close friend of mine but that first interview I was really nervous because I didn't know I didn't know how people like me are supposed to look like in an interview <laughs> especially for an artistic company you what know do, like what do you mean like people like you no because I don't know it's like a Malay male no no as in um, I've never you see when people when people teach you interview courses mm. in like uh, the law faculty uh-huh. they they teach you to um, be a lawyer. Be a lawyer, yeah, okay. right? Like how you research on a company. So I just did that. I researched Daily Sunny, yeah. whatever. But the rest is just winging something out of my bank of artistic knowledge and uh, hoping that sells. Okay. Yeah? So that was the part that made me feel anxious. Like I if I say this, would I be too pretentious? Or if I say this, would I be too like, yeah, stuff like that lah. Yeah. I guess you. I hope you don't feel the same way right now. No. Be as pretentious as you want to be. No, no. I've decided. Uh, f- that being pretentious like a lot of things people say is pretentious is not pretentious mm. because pretentious you to o- me you overestimate your own pretension 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, because I think this is my my, my opinion. I think pretentious too is kalau kau tak ikhlas atau kau suka sesuatu benda sebab kau nak dapat status. Pastu kau demean mm. orang yang <laughs> kau demean orang yang tak suka benda yang kau suka. Tapi tak semestinya setiap kali kau suka benda yang macam tak popular ataupun benda yang fringe yeah, yeah. it's pretentious. I yeah, don't think that's true. Being enthusiastic about something is not pretentious. It's not pretentious. Be as yeah. enthusiastic as you need to be about something. Yeah. And if it gives you happiness, show people that it gives you happiness. Exactly. And, if people and, don't and if and if people give you shit for it, they are the ones that why are you giving me shit for liking my shit? That's true. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Macam, uh, uh, there's there's a saying in one of dear Hank and John punya podcast. They kata, mm. uh, "Don't harsh my yums." Don't harsh my yums. Which comes from, uh, "Don't yuck people's yums." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't yuck people's yum, and you know. If people yum, then yum lah. Yeah. I mean, uh, this like for me, right? This thing is taught to everyone as a kid, especially in Malaysia, because it? my mom. I don't know. Like my mom would tell me, like even if the food is bad, you mm. don't just yeah, apa ni? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have some modicum of respect, and I think that should apply to everything. Yeah. But people often misunderstand that they think because we have to respect other people's interests, we cannot criticize at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you should have a healthy conversation about absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There's there's healthy ways of disagreeing. That's true. With you. Yes. Why? Yeah. Why are you agreeing with me? Disagree, lah. Healthily. Uh, I'm, I'm disagreeing healthily <laughs> while eating, while drinking coke. Just yeah. a healthy drink. <laughs> What's a healthy? Uh, eating, you know, all the, all the sugar in a McFlurry. Yes, exactly. Uh, which is the best for you. Yeah. Good to know that you're a fan of my writing because I've never perceived myself as that. What did you What did you see yourself as then? I don't know. <laughs> no, it's it's just, it's weird because you know how um, I've always been a proud consumer. An observer of things, right? Because I usually ascribe the term writer to people who make books that mm. I read, you know. And yeah, so that's a bit odd to me. But thank you. Okay. Yeah. It's an odd future. Yeah. Rest <laughs> in peace. Um. I. Um. And this is a question that we get a lot because of uh who I married to. Yeah. Uh, so, so I guess people who listen to this podcast are interested about this question. Uh-huh. Uh. What are your thoughts about the Malaysian music scene right now? What do you like about it? No. Let's start with what do you like about the music scene right now? Uh. I think the Malaysian music scene right now is. Getting more and more vibrant. It's more vibrant than ever. What do you mean by vibrant? Uh, I was just about to get to that. Oh, I'm I, sorry, I, I've I cut always, you no, off. I've always, I've always hated the term vibrant when people just use it alone. You know, <laughs> I see. Like, it's so like you know, a kanduri is vibrant, yeah, but it doesn't yeah. describe what's at the kanduri. You Absolutely. know what I mean? So like, uh, it's vibrant because I feel that with the internet, mm. more and more people have access to songwriting, to band pages, and this has been the case ever since MySpace, right? But MySpace was not as big as people making sounds on SoundCloud or YouTube. And since you have this saturated community, it is vibrant. More and more people coming in and selling their stuff. Um, and that's great. Like, and that's, People from different genres can come in, not just hip-hop. Or like a certain type of pop, like you have weird people like Takahara Suiko, whoever that is, uh, you know, releasing songs. Sounds interesting. Yeah, maybe right. I'll give her a Google, Zaki. Yeah, you should. Her album Hikayat Penyamun 
Mawan Pikaya Yeah something like that Alright That's interesting <laughs> Sorry Taka Don't scold me Okay anyway <laughs> Yeah Which is great But um, I mean people have always Talked about how The Malaysian uh, Mainstream Regardless of film TV show or music Is filled with bullcrap Right But Every single Era has bullcrap charts True Right It's just that The Now you have more options that like you don't have to subscribe to the mainstream. You can just never watch AJL and just love your music based upon the things you watch on ba- you have on Bandcamp, SoundCloud, on top of YouTube. Like absolutely, yeah. That's why I love the Malaysian music music scene now, mm. especially with more and more outlets coming in like uh, Tapal TV, The Level, Juice Online. People ha- make fun of music journalism now and say that there's no real critics anymore, but more and more music still come in. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's still vibrant. Yeah, absolutely. What I don't like about it, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. All right, let's stop recording right now. And you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part where okay. uh, uh, the Malaysian music Putin all right. will scold me. Okay, so. sure. Okay, da. stop recording, da. Okay. <laughs> um, so I feel that even though it's vibrant, people still tend to follow the herd. So they either, for example, if Airlips releases a good trap rap album, mm-hmm. everybody will try to emulate that. Sure, they have their own heroes. Like mm. they're, they're, they'll, they'll tell you, I'm not following Airlips, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm following my other hero, Lil Yachty or yeah, Migos. Yeah. But it's because everybody likes the same thing. Uh, we tend to get that hurt mentality. Absolutely. Which is not necessarily a bad, <coughs> a bad thing. Because even, <coughs> even in the States, in America, there's pun ada mainstream yang dorang yang cringe-cringe juga mm. yang tak ada jiwa yeah. kan? tapi the problem in Malaysia is that we have a mainstream but we don't have a big enough scene for weird people true right like true. I, I I feel like kepelikan dalam dunia seni Malaysia is not celebrated enough so like right now all of the, off the top of my head in terms of weird people that are penetrating the indie scene they can only think of Iqbal M Takara Suiko and Lok you know, in terms of let's not make music that people just like. You know, let's just yeah. make art forms yeah. that, that 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 resonate with some kind of universal message or some artistic boundaries. Because kitas ko like even on social media, like if you don't understand someone, we call them crap. Like our perception of Rupi Kaur, Rupi Kaur is I'm not a huge fan of Rupi Kaur. Same, the poet, right? Same, it's, it's crap, right? Same. But condemning people who like Rupi Kaur is a bit. Yeah, Weird. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah don't yuck people's yums. Yeah, exactly. Don't yuck people's yums. Yeah, we're just ripping off Hank and John's podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's my ambition. Sebenarnya, <laughs> one day this will turn into the actual comedy about uh, comedy podcast about. Ah, I mean, yes, uh, yes, with dubious advice and news from uh, Mars and AFC Wimbledon. Yes, uh, amazing. Um, John and Green, John and Green, John Green and Hank Green is my hero as well. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure this is. Related to what I'm going to say, so I'm going to say, um, it, John Green said something about writing that really resonated with me, uh-huh. which is that uh, he said, if you never really get better at writing, you just get better at writing that particular novel that you're working on, oh. right? It's not like the, after, you, after John finishes writing Looking for Alaska, he's going to be better at writing Fault in Our Stars. Yeah. It's all, it's about context and it's about it's about it's a whole other it's a different ball game for each book yep for each piece like sure maybe your foundations are 
solid and it becomes better. Like, for example, you are more familiar with grammar, maybe, if English is a second language. And, and story structure, maybe. Story structure, yeah. But it's still a new thing. It's a new book, it's a new story, it's a new undertaking. So that being said, when it comes to the music scene, mm. there has never been anything new. Everything seems like it's a recycle. Uh, like a, We are either obsessed with the herd or obsessed with nostalgia. Like, what's the most popular band right now in the indie scene? Masdo. Which is a byproduct of nostalgia. Which is not a bad thing, right? <laughs> nostalgia is good sometimes because kan kita nak hidup selesa. Yeah. And we miss the good old days. Yeah, yeah. So kita orang lah buat lah band macam tu. It's a comfort zone. That's why in Malaysia, we will never have a strong scene that is ours. Like, our scene, I should follow yang kat luar. Like, K-pop. K-pop. Uh, and then... Um, the last two original eras I can think of is probably Pop Yeah Yeah mm. or, and Rock Kapak. Yeah. You can never emulate Rock, rock Kapak. Yeah. It's really Malaysian. There's no Rock Kapak. Indie anywhere. Rock Malaysia, like, I celebrate 2008 mm. so much because I grew up with Kami and like, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Ujan, Bittersweet. We and all did, yes. They are freaking amazing. Yeah. But they are not Polopors. They are the Strokes yeah. in Malaysia. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing, but yeah. where is that penetration of like weirdness or novelty it's very hard to find in Malaysia. You have a lot of small people who are doing it amazingly, but they keep disappearing or are not relevant. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So that's basically my overall view of the Malaysian music scene. I see. Over to you, John. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, terima kasih untuk daripada Zim di lapangan. Sekarang uh, we go to weather with uh, Hugh Laurie. It's uh, really windy. <laughs> that was my Hugh Laurie. No, he's so Australian. <laughs> 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 so bad. <laughs> um a- anyway mm. uh we have reached the end of our uh, podcast because i need to do a thing sagi mm. okay last question uh before we leave uh, uh each other forever and ever mm. um, <laughs> <laughs> um what's the most recent thing that has made you laugh out loud <laughs> uh the most recent thing yeah um so you know how during Raya, mm-hmm. every WhatsApp, sorry, not during Raya, you know how every family group has um, jokes that are forwarded from one WhatsApp yeah, chat to you? Yeah, absolutely, copy-paste. And they always have the same format. Macam, Which dia is? akan ada macam font yang lain-lain, yeah, lepas uh, tu ada uh, embellishment uh, again. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So <laughs> my friend uh, forwarded this message in our group, in our uh, our group of like college classmates, uh-huh. and it was like... Um, Kami ingin maklumkan bahawa uh, nama Maybank uh, mulai daripada bulan Jun akan ditukarkan kepada Jun Bank. Right. <laughs> and I loved my I loved my asshole because it was stupid. Dia sangat bodoh tapi kan yang buat benda tu lagi lawak. So I asked I asked I asked my friend I was like this is typical family WhatsApp group joke. It's yeah. copy paste kan. I asked yeah. my friend and he was like oh no I made this. Oh. I wanted to see whether we could do it and pass it off as a copy paste ah, joke. And I go tell. Nice. Oh, that is really cool. <laughs> That's, That's super nice. No, but like it, it makes me think about how people put so much thought into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes like, they're really long. Sampai ke bawah tu kena kena tekan read more. That's too much, guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, make a blog post and post a link. Right. Or right. something. Maybe I'm also watching a lot of QI as well. What? Stephen Fry is amazing. QI is a panel show in BBC where each 
episode, they have a topic and they talk about general knowledge mm-hmm. and make jokes about interesting facts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and Ramesh Ranganathan is a British comedian that I really respect because he has that angry uncle vibe. Okay. Yeah. And then there's one more I want to recommend. Just give a recommendation of recommend. comedians. Is Bill Bailey. Because Bill Bailey's jokes are not conventional. But he's a musician, so what happens is that he incorporates music mm. into his jokes and punchlines. So this is an entire special that he does, where he is with the British Philharmonic Orchestra, and he basically talks about the different parts of an orchestra, and makes it a joke. Oh, it's like like oh like oh this this part of the orchestra like if you hear this violin and this note, it kind of sounds like every single 70s TV show involving a black guy and a white guy working together as detectives. <laughs> so it's like that lah. Like, but he plays the music, so that's yeah. what makes it amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about you, Anwar? What was the last thing you laughed at, honestly? I, I, um, um, my, sorry, excuse for a life. <laughs> um, no. What, huh? Oh, man. I didn't really think about this. So right. I'm going to go with a thing that I laughed about a long time ago. Uh-huh. Mm. Well, which was, y- you know, a long time ago, uh, you know the the ringtone? Ding, 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 yeah. ding, Yeah. So a video of that, like people like phone depan dia, lepas tu dia pilang kat phone, betul tengok-tengok, phone tu tak bunyi pun, tengok-tengok, uh, camera pan kepada sebelah dia, rupanya ada kucing duk main xylophone dekat sebelah tu. That's crazy. That's amazing. That's one of the first viral things, right? The piano cat, the xylophone cat. I didn't know that. So gempak. It's a, uh, it does look old. Yeah. Though. Ah, tapi, tapi macam, that's, that's on the top of my mind right now. And it's right. such a wonderful thing. It's well, great. Also, another thing that I would like to plug. Mm. Yalah, delete this pod. I've been listening to it a lot lately. Mm. Delete this pod, yalah, uh, podcast. Di mana Hank Green and his wife, Catherine Green, bercakap tentang Hank punya tweets of the week. Mm-hmm. And uh, they make fun of it, they discuss it, they uh, uh, have a lot of fun having conversations with each other. And it's, one, it's nice, I like it, I like it. It's, it's mm. wonderful, they make me laugh out loud, it's great. Yeah. Uh, would you like to plug anything? That's, yeah. That's probably yours and not, you know. Oh, no, I've got Things that are well established already. Yeah. Um, okay, if you're a music fan <laughs> and you want to know more about music, uh-huh. unfortunately, we don't have a good podcast music show in Malaysia except for everything that BFM releases because mm. they're amazing mm. but if you really want to explore music you should subscribe to the podcast Song Exploder oh yeah I'm, I'm on that that's yeah. amazing Talk House there's another one Talk House Music Show mm. where they they bring in two artists to talk to each other mm. so like they had a Lou Reed from the Velvet Underground uh, with a guy from Talking Heads mm. if I'm not mistaken and like you know, imagine like if you could see, if you could hear Saint Vincent and like Lord talk to each other or the Strokes ah. and Nothing Monkeys to each other. That's a good podcast. Joe Cole and Lil Peep. Yes. What? <laughs> Why? Why those two pairs? Lil Peep, Lil Pump. Lil Pump. Can, can. That's yes. the interview that happened. Yes, did you, yes, did you yes. See I was it? just like, Why Lil Peep? Oh, yeah, oh Lil Pump. Yeah, ah, yeah. Lil Pump. Did, yes. you, did you see that? Yes. I only watched the Much Dank version. Did you, do you no, watch Much the Dank? Much I'm, Dank going to go, uh, I'm going to forward well. this to you and you will lose three days of anything productive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're doing now because you're alone. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. That's, that's why 
I I laugh at. Okay. Myself. Um, <laughs> if people want to find you online or in the streets, mm. how do they do that? Uh, don't find me on the streets. Oh man. Because I might not be dressed in a flattering manner. Mm. But in the sheets, however. But in the sheets, I would not be dressed uh, <laughs> at all. Same. Anyway, uh, I'm on Twitter. That's my most like predominant presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my name is Zim Ahmadi. So that's Z I M A H M E D I. I have a music blog that does not have any updates. <laughs> but if you want to check out, sounds familiar. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you want to check out like what my thoughts on me, some songs are or albums, uh, you should check out my list of the f- top 100 greatest songs of 2017 last year on awfultrackrecord.wordpress.com. I like that name, Awful Track Record. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh man. I've always, I've always try to remind myself that I am just a random person who loves music talking about it I'm not an expert yeah. so it's names like that like Awful Track Record mm. or Buddha Prabhaja also on Daily Cine if you guys are subscribed to Daily Cine uh, we are releasing music review shows called Puta Belit where we review local albums uh, and hopefully the first episode will be out by next week yay yeah so stay tuned uh my name is Zim Ahmadi. Thank you, Anwar, for inviting me. How did you come me. up with Puta Belit, the name? Because vinyl, puta, and tape belit. And <sighs> I could ramble about it. You know. <laughs> Such a nice way of doing it. <laughs> See, this is writer, you know. <laughs> this is writer. Hey, Anwar actually has a book published, okay? So I don't know why he keeps calling me a writer. Yo, what, what I did was <laughs> kumpul anything that was usable to cut my blog and put it on paper. That's all. That's it sounds like something I would do. Ah, exactly. Just to get something on the resume. Like. Yeah. <laughs> and that's basically it. Right. So you can read it for free if you want. But if you want to throw me a ringgit. Go get the book for 20 lah. Mm-hmm. That's good, that's good. <laughs> uh, that's all. Thank you very much, Zim, for Thank you, uh, for being patient right. with me. I hope I filled in Taka's shoes oh, and hijab. It's wonderful. Mm. It's wonderful. <laughs> uh, thank you, Zim. And thank you for anyone who wants to listen. Also, uh, Selamat Hari Raya for real to everyone. Mm. Selamat <laughs> Raya, everyone. Selamat Hari Raya because, you know, uh, Raya and all that. And uh, we'll return uh, with Takahara Siko in the next episode of Buah Mulut Podcast. Uh, and uh, as we say in our hometown, don't, don't forget, forget to be awesome. awesome.